Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Caicedo has come out to the left flank here. Wins it. Head of her defender, Cho. Caicedo continues on her run, takes a shot. Oh, it's a fumble. It's a howler from the goalkeeper. And Linda Caicedo has scored her first World Cup goal. The wonder kid from Colombia. A shot from the left side of the 18-yard box. Across the face of goal with her right foot. And spilled by the goalkeeper, Yunyang Gul. And into the back of the net. And in the 39th minute, it's Colombia 2, South Korea 0. Yes, Colombia beats South Korea, of course, last night. The Women's World Cup is in full swing, having a massive impact on the sporting landscape in Australia and New Zealand at the moment. And joining me on the show to talk about it is a person who was a star across two football codes. She played uh, soccer at a really high level and also had a couple of seasons in the AFLW for the Adelaide Crows. Jenna McCormick, welcome. Good morning, Mark. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you. What are you making of the World Cup so far? Oh, isn't it just fantastic? We're seeing seats um, getting filled across the country um, and, of course, over in New Zealand. And we're seeing it all across the uh, all across the news and on the newspapers. So um, it's so far so good and, and really new that um, when Australia and New Zealand were announced to host this uh, tournament a couple of years ago really kind of just knew that we would provide such a entertaining and um, amazing environment for um, such a world-class event here on the shores. So um, credit to everybody sort of behind the scenes organising it all and, and of course, the Australian and New Zealand um, public and everyone who's travelled um, across the globe as well just to be here. Um, it really is um, so far truly been a, a pretty good spectacle. I think it's been great, Jenna, and I think it, it it just proves the point that when you take these things off the beaten track a little bit, you get a better outcome, don't you? It means more to them. It means more to the people. You get more scope to grow your code, and uh, and people will turn up because it's a big event uh, that otherwise might get lost in a in a busier uh, place like a you know New York or somewhere around that where it would be just uh, just another event. So fantastic so far. We need the hosts to do well, and um, and New Zealand got tipped over in their second game. They did, unfortunately. Look, it, was, it was a great game. It was a tough one as well, but obviously really happy as well for the Philippines. There's a couple of um, A-League women players in that squad as well, um, and getting their first win ever for their country is such a great moment for them. Um, and New Zealand already, you know, already surprised um, everyone and, and surpassed expectations by coming out... Um, off the start mark and and with a win against um, Norway, which they certainly would have been wouldn't have been favoured to do. So um, both both countries obviously so far um, doing their nations proud and and just great to see sort of everyone's support as just mentioned before. You know, like Tuesday afternoon in Melbourne, I think it was twelve o'clock on a school day, twenty five thousand um, there to watch um, the Colombians, which we just heard on the highlights. So um, really just amazing to see everyone get around it, really. 
So massive game for Australia tomorrow. We play Nigeria in Brisbane. We're still without Sam Kerr. I get the feeling, Jenna, that this is almost the key match for the Aussies. They get the win here and they can pretty much wait until Sam Kerr is right, until she resumes playing. If they get tipped over, then they have to start thinking about, you know, what's on the line? Are they going to get through to the knockout rounds? And then it becomes a different scenario. So just how big is this game for Australia? Oh, yeah, it's it's massive, as you said. We need points from it um, regardless. Um, you know, a loss will set us back and make it really difficult uh, when we come up against Canada and, and we would have to get the three points. So um, absolutely, we'll take three um, this game against Nigeria. And, um, you know, worst case scenario, it's a draw um, and we'll take one point. That still leads us into a good position to finishing first or second, um, but a loss certainly won't help the cause. But, um, look, the squad's got the depth, and, and although Sam Kerr is the main headline and we all want to see her out there play, the pressure is on her every time we talk about her and, and her recovering back from that injury. And, and we all wish her the best and hope that we do get to see her this tournament. But the squad does have um, depth as well that, that they're just going to have to rely on. And um, that's that's football, and, and that's what happens at, at, at this level when you do have... Uh, injuries and stuff like that, but um, the players that are in this squad should hopefully be able to come in and and do the job. And and as you said, when when we're playing Canada or even hopefully out of the group stage, we we hopefully will be able to see our star. But um, yeah, just for now, it's it's more so let's focus on those girls and and try and get them over the line. And and um, because this is a hugely important tournament to to be very successful at. So. What did you make of them in their first game against Ireland? They looked a bit nervy. How did you see them? Yeah, I agree. I thought that they started a bit nervy, but I also thought that um, a lot of teams have started quite nervous in their opening games. Um, So I don't think it was um, specifically just them. I think think that once they sort of settled, they sort of moved the ball around nicely. But Ireland did show that they've got some strength and, but the but the Tillys just held on sort of at the end and, and Mackenzie Arnold came up with some really good saves to keep um the three points here at home. Um so I think they'll just have to tighten up on a few things, probably just calm calmness and composure on the ball a little bit and, and move the ball around just that little bit sharper as well, like and a little bit quicker to move it around and um and I think in that final third, just those final passes and and decision-making, I think, just could be a little bit more clinical. But, um, yeah, as you said, a little bit nervy. Hopefully, as we go into this Nigerian game, it'll be um, a, a different story and um, they'll sort of know what to expect now and and hopefully be able to handle um, some of their firepower and pace up front. Nigeria were a little bit better than expected in their game against Canada. Would that be fair to say? Are they, did they pose a uh, possibly a bigger threat than we might have thought pre-tournament? Absolutely, I think it's one of it's there. It's Nigeria and a couple of others, um, including some of the newcomers that have um, outshone expectation. They did really well against Canada. Um, they defensively were a really strong unit. Um, to hold them to zero zero um, in their opening game is also an incredible defensive feat. So um, they've certainly got strengths in um, up the back and then up the front as well. Now, we do have another absolute top-notch world-class player, of course, in Caitlin Ford. But I, I, I'm, I'm thinking, without knowing a hell of a lot, um, so I'm a, I'm a five-minute expert here, but I'm thinking it's really important that Mary Fowler um, poses a greater danger in this game than she did in game one, that that will enable 
Caitlin Ford more room and space to go about what she does. If opposition teams are uh, able to knuckle down on her and she is the only major threat, it's going to make it a lot tougher. So big game for Mary Fowler, I'd imagine. Yeah, I think so. I think she's she's got um, youth experience, if that makes sense, just like that um, involved in, in the World Cup last time around in 2019 as a 19-year-old. Didn't see a minute, but soaked up every uh, second of that experience in tournament, uh, being just in, being in and around the girls. She just needs to use that now to come onto the park and, as you said, just bring other people into the game a bit more. She's got the world-class quality for such a young age and um, we saw that against France with just a, a beautiful touch. This was in a warm-up game prior to the tournament, by the way. Um, just a beautiful touch to receive in the middle, in between three defenders and, and calmly Blocks the ball in front of 50,000 at, um, at Marlow Stadium. So um, she has experience and, and composure beyond her years, and, and we, we're going to definitely rely on that. And as you mentioned before as well, Caitlin Ford, she's uh, playing her best football there at Arsenal in England, and I think that she certainly has the class and capabilities to provide, mainly on the wings there for Australia, um, get the ball into the box, and hopefully we can have the likes of Mary Fowler coming in and finishing them off. She does have great touch, Mary Fowler, doesn't she? And and you could see that with uh, her moments in that game against Ireland. It's just a matter of um, getting a bit more threatening at times to to make sure that there is um, they have to focus on her a fair bit. Yeah, I think so. I think um, she might be the key, but um, luckily for us, we have a lot of um, great quality throughout the park. We've seen Katrina Gorey as well lighting up her um, career as well in the last couple of years and doing really well. So she's going to be provider as well for the provider. Um, and uh, obviously our, our defensive line was, was a decently compact unit actually last game as well. So um, I can't see too many changes. Maybe maybe if um, Alana Kennedy doesn't pull up after her first 90 minutes in, in a few months, if she's not pulling up too well, which we did a couple of uh, social media that she was training by herself, um, the last couple of days. So if she doesn't pull up well, we probably will see Claire Polkinghorn slot along, alongside um, her namesake, Claire Hunt, um, into the back line there um, for the Tillies. I can't see um, Mackenzie Arnold um, getting moved out after her really solid performance as well. Yeah, no, she was terrific, particularly in the in the dying stages of that game. Who has impressed you most out of all the teams that we've seen play one game so far, Jenna? Um, I think it's, it's a tight one because a lot have impressed me, but a lot have also disappointed expectations um, so far. But Netherlands and Germany, I really liked how they both came out and, and played their football. Netherlands, I fear that they just may miss their star striker, Vivian Miedemar, um later. However, the way that they moved all around um, in their 1-0 win was, was really great. It was smooth. It was, it was um, very just concise as well and planned out. Um, they showed class above their opponents and they were just um, just calm on the ball and, and shifting it from side to side just to find a gap to, to then go through. So I would definitely say Netherlands and Germany, especially, are the ones to look out for. But as we also saw the other night when Brazil played Panama, they've got the flair and the creativity, don't they? They've got just players who look like they're um, just playing straight from the streets of Brazil here um, on the Australian shore. So they were really impressive as well. But I also fear that against better teams, their tricks and flicks won't work. And um, we'll, we'll just wait and see. I can't wait for um, a couple of um, two big, strong nations to come up against each other and to test 
sort of test where we're at because some of these teams have played the weaker teams, um, as we saw Germany winning 6-0. Um, so uh, the later stages of the tournament is going to be really great as well. What's your mail on how bad Sam Kerr's calf is? Um, it's hard to say, as everybody's sort of thinking. I think if it's a tear, a complete tear, she won't see a minute of this tournament. Um, I think if it's a mild strain, she'll probably miss two to three. Um, and anywhere in between is, is anywhere in between. So, um, yeah, we just have to cross our fingers and hope that the Triple SM team and the media guys are doing everything they can, which they absolutely will be, uh, to get her back on the park. Jenna, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Have fun calling the tournament. It's going to be great. I think it's going to have a huge impact on the code in Australia um, and uh, look forward to seeing it unfold. I do. Awesome. Thanks so much. Jenna McCormack, SEN commentator, of course, former soccer star as well. We'll take a break and be back with more after the break.